Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Brett Cooper and Evans Kerrigan. These are two individuals who help professionals like you build work relationships that really work. Over the last 20 years, they've influenced thousands of people in government, nonprofits, and corporate America to work together in more productive, non-effective, and more human ways. Through Integris Performance Advisors, the firm they co-founded, Brett and Evans have helped clients increase employee engagement, improve efficiency, and generate hundreds of millions in financial benefit. Brett and Evans are frequent speakers on team dynamics, leadership, and operational excellence, and are co-authors of the new book, Solving the People Problem, Essential Skills You Need to Lead and Succeed in Today's Workplace. Let's listen as we continue our conversation with Brett and Evans. So in your book, amongst the many points that you make, you know, one of the chapters talked a little bit about self-awareness and there's a chart that has a DISC EQ framework and it talks about self-awareness and self-application. I'm a huge fan of self-awareness. I believe leaders that have higher self-awareness have greater abilities to self-manage and that might even be things that they're not good at. Just higher self-awareness doesn't mean you're great at everything, but it means you also know what you're not great at and what you need to do. And I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about the importance of self-awareness and maybe specifically as it might apply to you know being braver in the workplace. Sure. I, I, self-awareness is kind of the critical base skill set for, uh, especially for leaders, but uh, we view leaders a little bit differently. There are leaders who are leaders because of position, but everybody is a leader. Um, it, it, it's to what extent do they have an aspiration to do that well and to actually step forward and make a choice and make an influence on more people. So I don't want to limit leaders to a position. It's, it's actually, it's a mindset. And for leaders, it is absolutely critical that we absolutely understand ourselves better. And I think you, you said, it's not just what I'm good at, but what I'm not good at. In some ways, the what I'm not good at is even more important. It, it, it's that ability to realize if I'm going to be a leader, I need to demonstrate to others that I'm not a solo person. We get things done with others and through others. So part of that means that that model of the hero leader, we've got to get past that. 
we've got to get past that. When, when I look at bravery, there's a there's a piece of that that's vulnerability, right? There, there's a piece of that that says, you know what, it, it's okay to step into where I'm uncomfortable. And part of it uh, for leaders is actually having that self-awareness to say, I, I don't know everything. And, and when I can model that, um, you had a wonderful podcast uh, just recently talking about building that model for bravery or building that muscle for bravery. That's what it is. It, it's being able to realize, you know what, actually, I am a little bit uncomfortable and I have to step into this. Not I have to, I have to uh, protect myself. I've got to put a wall around me. No, it, it's we're all going to have places where we are on certain places where we are not super comfortable. We've got to be able to step into that. We have to be able to model that for others. Because I think one of the ways in which we build the bravery muscle for people is by demonstrating the way to do it, by being willing to be a little bit vulnerable ourselves. And it's not about asking others to be brave. It's about demonstrating what bravery looks like. It's about stepping in and um, I'll share uh, share a quick story about a time when I uh, was either brave or stupid, because sometimes the two get confused really easily. we were actually competing for a contract and um, the client wanted something that we didn't think would actually meet their needs, but that was, they, it was an RFP process. So we had to request for proposals. So we had to write, here's what we'll, here's what we'll do. Well, we wrote what we thought they should do. And then we put what they asked us to do in the appendix. So really surprising. We actually were one of the finalists and I made a couple of, Again, brave, stupid decisions, whatever those are. Um, they said, okay, your whole team has to come in for this final interview. Uh, but they had scheduled it for like Thanksgiving week. And we value our, you know, all of our consultants, we value their lives at home as well. So I went by myself. I'm responsible anyway. Um, and then uh, during it, I got pushed by the team. They said, well, but this is what we said we actually wanted you to do. This and it was some green belt training, some continuous improvement work. And I said, I don't think that's what's going to make you successful. I think this will help you move forward better. And they pushed back a little bit more. And uh, I got a little bit frustrated. I can be self-aware and say I got a little bit frustrated. I asked for a pencil and a piece of paper. And I, I said, um, here are four consultancies within 50 miles of here that could do this work uh, for less money than we would do it. Um, and they'll do exactly what you're actually telling them to do. I don't think you'll be successful. If that's the path you want to take, I recommend you contact one of these four. And I left. Um, par- so part of it is about knowing who you are and what you stand for. And, and we don't want to do work that's not going to actually help a client. So I, I left. I believe I called Brett and said, well, never mind that one. I think I took care of that. <laughs> we'll, we're never going to hear from them again. That's um, right. You're going to sorry. You're going to be sorry you sent me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they actually, I, I think today, they may still be our biggest revenue client. Um, sometimes that that the bravery comes out when you say what you really believe, not because of what you think will happen because of it, but because it's what you really believe and you're willing to say, you know what? No, that's, that's who I am. That's who we are and what we need to do. And um, uh, I would say I always make the right brave decision. I'm, there's a whole lot where afterward I've realized, you know what? I didn't say that the way I needed to say it, right? We're all a work in process, but it is about stepping into that void when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And the way that leaders actually make this happen is not only encouraging people to do that, 
but how they react when people do it to them. When somebody, when somebody is brave and pushes back at me, what do I do? Do I get defensive about that? Or do I invite more feedback? Do I listen? Do I actually take a look at what I was thinking and realize, you know what, maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's something even better in, in what you're offering. That's what is going to build the bravery muscle in the people that I work with, is actually stepping into that, being okay with the discomfort, and helping to make that happen. Yeah, the, the model that we talk about in solving the people problem that we we utilize, Ed, really helps people do what what Evans was just talking about because the model that we we talk about for emotional intelligence has kind of two halves to it. The first half is do you know your own style? Because when you know your own style, you can choose your actions more wisely, right? It's it's that self-awareness. But then the second part of it that Evans was just touching on a little bit there is do you know other styles? Do you know how other people like to communicate? Do you are you able to interpret what they might mean or where their energy is coming from because if you can then you have the ability to adapt your own behavior for mutual benefit right if if you cannot fall into the trap of of running your own scripts on what someone else is saying that enables you to to really step into that vulnerability and hopefully approach a conversation a difficult interaction whatever it might be in a little bit more of a productive way. And so actually to help people do this, we put together a survey, an emotional intelligence survey that we can offer to all of your listeners, Ed. It's available at solvingthepeopleproblem.com. All they have to do is go click on the link that says, what's my disk EQ? And if they do that, they'll come to the page that they enter an access code. And I say, we give them the access code brave. So if they put in brave- if they put in Brave, they'll be able to take this, this survey. It takes most people about five minutes and they'll get a personalized report that not only gives them a score of kind of how are they doing on that, knowing them, knowing their own style and knowing other styles, but more importantly, it gives them some very specific tips on you know, wherever you are now, here are some things you can do that will enable you to be a little bit more emotionally intelligent as it comes to either knowing yourself or knowing other styles. Well, fantastic, Brett. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll mention it again uh, at the end of the podcast. I think, though, we just identified what might be, from my perspective, our third gap. The first gap is we don't teach people about personality differences ever until they're 42. Uh, the second is that because there is a gap, when I observe it, I fill it in with negative reasons why that person's acting the way that they might. The third gap is I could get highly educated on my own personality preferences but I don't learn enough about others to know how to interact with them, right? So I could be an expert on myself, but you know, what are your personality preferences and you know, how can I work best with that? And I'm just wondering if maybe, Evans, you could just chat quickly, you know, how can I find out about what other people's personality preferences are so I can also figure out my bravery roadmap, right? Because one of the things we talk about in being braver is practicing, right? Here's what I want to say to Brett. Here's when I want to say it. Let me run it through with you and just practice it a little bit. But how will I do that if I don't know what his personality preferences are? So any thoughts on that front? 
Sure. Uh, actually, there's much different ways we can approach this. Uh, one is uh, our book, Solving the People Problem. Uh, and it's it, we have a lot of cues in there that you can look for to see what do you see in other people to give you a better understanding of what might be helping to drive those conversations. We talk about uh, different aspects of work that this could really come in handy. Um, you can take to a more technical level. And we actually use a, a model that's been around for a long time called DISC. And we use actually, uh, we use an assessment base to help people understand very clearly both their own style as well as what are other styles out there. And uh, with the product that we use now, we can actually help them understand other people in their own organization who may have also taken that and actually be able to see very clearly how they could work better together. All of that is really a start to get to where we can actually have a conversation. Um, personality is part of who we are, but it is not all of who we are, right? There's a lot of other influences there as well, but something needs to get us into that conversation where we can actually learn a little bit more about one another. We have found the assessment route does a fantastic job of helping me understand myself better and really understand other people that I work with better. And some of the conversations that come out of that are great. I. I don't want to keep harping on my own stories, but they are the ones that I'm feeling actually a little bit of weight around weight right now. Um, they measure all kinds of different things about your style. One of the aspects that it that uh, that the tool we use measures is uh, how structured or unstructured you are. Um, I am falling off the end of the unstructured end of that scale. Okay. Um, luckily, our person who handles our uh, is our director of operations is on the other end of that spectrum. But you can imagine when we sat down and actually had a conversation with these and kind of pulled them up side by side to take a look at it, the conversation that we had about how do I assign work and, and am I doing that in, in a way that can actually help her be successful? Or am I giving her work in such an unstructured and kind of out their way that I'm actually creating friction and possibility. So finding and being able to actually discuss what are those differences? How do we look at the world differently? Opens up a whole avenue of, boy, you know what? Here are some things I could do that will make your life a lot easier. I didn't even realize I was causing a problem, but I was, right? We When we first wrote this book, actually, we had a different subtitle. Um, and you did a great job reading the essential skills you need to lead you to succeed in today's workplace. Our original subtitle was solving the people problem and you're the problem, <laughs> right? Um, our editor said, yeah, don't use that as a subtitle. It's never going to sell. Um, but the reality is there's an aspect of that that's very true. The only tool I have to help change the world around me is myself. So going all the way back to that self-awareness, it, it's being self-aware and taking enough responsibility about knowing what are the things I do well, but what are the things that I cause problems with? Because that's how I'm going to help make the world a little bit better. And it's it's what gives me the permission to enter into a conversation with Brett, who's very different from me, and say, hey, Brett, you know what? Here are a couple of things that you do that might be a challenge for me, but only if I can own my own aspect of that. And so what we talk about with all of our clients is our ability to actually honor the differences. It's not that there's a good style or a bad style. Everybody's got personality. It's can we talk about it? Can we understand and honor the really positive parts of everybody else's personality so that we can step into a conversation and own our own side? And that enables us to get to bravery a little bit easier. It's not about who's going to win. 
It's about the fact that we're trying to get to some common goals. How can we communicate better? Something that we put into place, Ed, for our company to enable this kind of thing to happen, what uh, what Evans is talking about there, is we actually have now an employee directory. We call it, we call it a colleague directory that we've all taken the DISC assessment and we have this online platform that we can go in and we have all of our teammates in this database uh, in the online platform, we can double click on anybody. So Evans can click on me and it brings up kind of here. Are the Here's the way that Brett likes to communicate. And here's the way that you like to communicate Evans based on how you filled out this assessment. And it gives us all kinds of tips around, Hey, here are some things that you can do to be more successful with each other. So in the example that Evans just gave about, uh, him and his, and our operations director, which by the way, I'm also on the uh, the opposite end of the structured uh, <laughs> level from her. So she gets it from both of us. But but this this tool that we have actually highlights that for us. And so we're able to have these conversations with each other and even read up and kind of say, okay, I just gave her uh, instructions via a phone call, a text. I think I sent her an email and I put it into our project management database. This should be good, right? You know, as an unstructured guy, I'm thinking, oh, I got all the bases covered. She's going crazy, right? She's thinking, oh my gosh, can we have this more structured way to do it? And this tool that we have, it's called Catalyst. We use that internally and it really helps us to understand each other, understand ourselves, and most importantly, build those better work relationships so we can be more productive and more effective in what we do. Well, fantastic. I think we just identified our fourth gap, which is I'm having a problem at work and it is you, right? It's never me. It's never I'm the issue or I'm the challenge. It's always the other person. And we do that all the time, right? We do that all the time. So thank you both so much for your time today. Brett, I'm just wondering, can you repeat the link? that people can go to to get their free assessment? And can you also tell folks how they can get in touch with you and Evans if they'd like to talk a little bit more about the system you use or the work that you're doing? Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of the same answer because it's all housed on solvingthepeopleproblem.com. So our contact information is there. But if you want to get the free survey, you go to solvingthepeopleproblem.com and you look for the link that says, what's my disk EQ? Click that link and then enter the access code BRAVE. That will get you into the survey. And as soon as you complete the survey, about five minutes later, you will get your personalized report that tells you uh, all all kinds of of really good insights about your kind of current state of emotional intelligence and what you can do to be even more emotionally intelligent as you move forward. Well, fantastic. And if our listeners would like to know more about what these two gentlemen are thinking, you can also get their book, Solving the People Problem, Essential Skills You Need to Lead and Succeed in Today's Workplace. Evans and Brett, thank you so much for your time and your thoughts today. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, thank you, Ed. This has been fantastic. Great. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you could reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, 
which is available in paperback, electronically, Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.